podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. I'm your host, Jenny Robb. Today on the line, we have Ken Andriano. Ken um, ha- is, is currently on the USPTA Southern Board, was the Georgia USPTA president, among other things, and um, you are currently at uh, Atlanta Country Club, um, and we're recently at the River Club, which is in Swanee. Um, Ken, thank you so much for being on the show. It is my pleasure, Jenny Rockstar. It's always <laughs> great to talk with you. <laughs> always great. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Thank you for taking the time. Um, now, where are you from originally? I am from a small town in upstate New York called Voorheesville, New York. So it was a a small little town just outside the capital of Albany. Mm -hmm. So it's upstate. So Mm -hmm. grew up and I mean, graduated with about 140 kids in the school. So a small school, but Uh really great, great place uh, place to to grow up. It's a lot of fun. So knew everybody. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's evident in how you, how you do your things now. But so, so how did you get into tennis? You know, I, I got into tennis. Funny story. I, I went to a small private school um, and, you know, they didn't have a tennis team. So I played all these different sports and I always grew up playing a lot of baseball and baseball and tennis were in the same season. So mm-hmm. when I transferred back to my public school when I was, you know, about 14 years old, uh, and I kind of dabbled a little bit in tennis, and it was the same season. And I just didn't, I just didn't want to play baseball anymore. So I met okay. a good friend of mine who is currently his name is Chris Stevens. He's actually uh-huh. uh, on USPTA New England board. Oh, cool. Um, so we've graduated from high school. We've all been in the tennis business for a while, and and uh, he invited me out to play. And I said, oh, okay, cool. I'll okay. try it. And I was just, you know, someone who uh, was a decent athlete, and and uh, you know, and went out there and, and loved it and just started playing and um you know so I really got my first ranking at 15. So I started a little later um, yeah. but it kind of took off from there. So by today's standards that is pretty late. Yeah. Yeah so so how do you feel about um you know playing multiple storage sports sports sorry playing multiple but, sports. Either one's good. Yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, as far as specialization and, and mm-hmm. you know, what's your take on that? Man, everything has changed so much since I, since I grew up and I played as many sports as I possibly could. And mm-hmm. uh, probably my best sport skill wise was basketball. I okay. was by far better in basketball than any other sport, but uh, at my height, you know, me being five, six, it was very <laughs> difficult for me, you know, being vertically challenged I to exceed. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the balance, the, the eye-hand coordination, mm-hmm. uh, the different movements that you have. I think playing different sports helps you, you know, in, in that. And I think sometimes when people, you know, it's hard for me to say, I think there's positives and negatives of it. Um, I, I think you should play different sports. I think they will help you. Uh, there's a lot of really good tennis players out there, pro tennis players, that played soccer growing up. Yes, yes. And I played a lot of soccer. Our, our, our school team was uh, top five in the state in New York. So we were very strong. Um, so I had that background and I think that helped me a lot on the tennis court, understanding how to, to see the court and read it. So well, I think it's great to play multiple sports. Oh, uh, you know, I th- yeah, this is kind of a silly story, but it's kind of a fun story, but there was a, mm-hmm. um, a, a kid that I will not say his name to protect the innocent, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, we <laughs> when uh, when my husband and stepson and I we went down to the beach and and my stepson had brought a friend and 
um, we were going to ride uh, jet skis out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're taking turns as far as you know, being the adults driving the jet skis. And, um, and this, this one kid who, it's gr- great kid, but not an athletic background. And it's like he didn't know how to sort of lean into the mm-hmm. waves or, you know, move. You know, it's not his fault. I mean, you don't know what yeah. you don't know. But, but, you know, I just, I just, it, it, it sort of made me think for a second, because as I was driving a jet ski with this kid, I was like, oh man, you know, I mean, this is, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. This is like, if you're not an athlete, if you haven't had to, to work on balance or like you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, you know, balance, agility, coordination, you know, these things, then, you know, something simple as this, like just a little fun on yeah. a uh, family vacation, you know, it makes it a little bit tougher. So you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah, mean, you know, I, I tell you, you might fall off. You, you might have, might fall off a curb. You know, if yeah. you're doing really well. But <laughs> yeah. but no, it does. It's amazing how many kids you get on the tennis court, and, and they, you know, I've had plenty of kids that I've I've taught over the years, and uh, and even had in my academy that were not the best athletes, but they learned how to play tennis. Mm-hmm. And we tried to do a lot of different things. I would take them on the basketball court. I would take them, uh, you know, on the soccer field. Uh, I would get a baseball glove in their hand and throw some, throw the balls at them so they could kind of get some judgment of, of receiving. Because, you know, hitting, hitting a tennis ball, if you and I are playing, I think the toughest thing to teach a beginner is receiving skills. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, Christian yep. Lopez, who I admire a lot, he's a oh, friend me of mine, he's director yep. at EcoWatch, mm-hmm. he, he 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 talked about that one time. He goes, "Yeah, we really try to work on their receiving skills." And it, it really hit me, like, "Oh my gosh, you know, spacing's off. They don't know mm-hmm. how to create mm-hmm. spacing. They don't have to read the ball coming, coming to them. And how many times you see a high ball go to a beginner and they run up and the ball bounces over their head? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. so I mean, that's how you know you, you see it. Same thing as a baseball player. You know, I played center field and the ball went up, and you know, if you don't judge it, going over your head. That's right. Yeah, you know, so you get to read things. So I, I think it's important to have those different skill sets. Oh, I think it's so important. I mean, I, I was I was super fortunate um, when I was younger to to take. Uh, I, I got I got to work in some camps up in New York, and and so mm-hmm. I know you know your 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 area. <laughs> yeah. We, we took a group um, from from New York over to Italy for a summer mm-hmm. camp, and. Um, oh wow. Yeah, it was awesome, and we spent the summer at this ski in ski out village in northern Italy. And but you know what, we we did play tennis every day, but we did mm-hmm. other things every day. And so yeah. we, we played soccer. We went, Love you know, it. we we had a guy that was on the um, national hockey team, and so we went and you know ice skated, and um, we played basketball, and and we went mm. hiking, and we played ping pong, and you know we did all these other things because wow. it was so important for the kids, like you were saying, to learn these other skills that you know you don't necessarily just pick up if you're playing one sport. You know, Absolutely. so 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 that so all it all crosses over and it all helps each other, and yeah, so that that's oh. such an important thing. Um, I agree. I agree. I, I think once you get to a certain point, though, depending on where you want to be, I mean, it helps. You know, in, in our business, we're trying to grow the game. We're trying to grow the sport. Uh, for sure. You know, and there's very few coaches out there that are going to take that next. Um, you know, Steffi Graf, Serena yep. Williams, Venus Williams, Lindsay Davenport, um, you know, some of those types that, that, you know, are really going to go to that next level. Those are young. Right. Those are going to come out, and they're going to be the ones where you got that, and they're going to channel it. But 
I think for for most people, you're happy playing high school, you're happy playing college, open sure. up educational opportunities for you yep. is, you know, because of tennis and getting a ranking is a great thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that being said, I mean, do you, mm. do you have a favorite memory either from playing or coaching? Oh my goodness. From playing or coaching? <laughs> I know um, there's so many. I know it's hard. That's a hard question. Well, yeah, there, there, there's, there are so many. I think my, 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 my favorite playing memory um, is from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember playing in, in a regional um, match. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a team match mm-hmm. and we we're playing in a flight and uh, this isn't, this was in uh, upstate New York and we had to do we, about two hours away. I think we were, um, and so we went up as a team and my brother at the time was working at our family restaurant and he had to work a shift that night, but okay. he drove up early in the morning, <laughs> followed us, right? Followed us to the match, right? Waited for me to go on. I was about an hour before I went on, went on the court. I was in a far court. He couldn't see me. He went over and he, and he piled up these, these big, these big barrels. You know what I'm talking about? Those barrels. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and he yeah, crawled yeah. on them till he get one so he could peek his head up over the fence. Oh, wow. He to, <laughs> and he proceeded to stand there for Uh-oh. two hours and 20 minutes wow. while, I, while I played my match. Wow. And I pulled it out. Oh, I forget. It was like six, four and a third, really tight, tight third set wow. battle. And I'll never forget, he stood there for the whole time. And, wow. you know, getting down and coming over and, and he, he hugged me. He said, great job. Way to go. I got to go. I got to get my shift. Got back in the car, drove two more hours, and and hit the bartending shift at the restaurant that night. Wow! As to me, that's probably my favorite tennis memory. I have a lot of them, um, but well, it wasn't about wow. you know. It was just the fact I just I remember I had so much fun there, and it was I was it was just really cool to have my brother do that, and you know he's means a lot to me, and was best man at my wedding, and uh, you know it's just. It, that to me, that's something. That's a memory that sticks out. I will never forget. That is so that was cool. A cool thing. That is definitely a cool thing. Um, yeah. And in that vein, do you have a do you have a proudest achievement? Oh, God, proudest achievement. I think I think proudest achievements I've had in tennis are are not individual, mm-hmm. um, per se. If I, I would say so, if I say from from my standpoint, one of my proudest achievements. I think in tennis is uh, actually on a match that I lost, uh-huh. which is kind of funny. Is I, I, you know, playing up in, I, I was up in Rochester and I was a, mm-hmm. that was where I had the academy and, you know, we played in this big tournament called the Districts and mm-hmm. it was the big one every year. I mean, the tournament took about two weeks. You'd play with one match every other day and, uh, and, you know, I was on one of the courts where we had about 70 people watching and, uh, you know, we're probably about 30 of them were the kids that were, I was teaching and I was playing <laughs> someone just, at, I mean, I had taught all day and it was hot, you know, and a little mm-hmm. humid and, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a, a kid that, that that's still playing college tennis and uh, comes out and, and I just remember about the first set and I, I lose the first set and I'm, and I, you know, like six, three, something like that. Um, second set, you know, get down an early break and, um, you know, trying to fight back and I'm just struggling out there. And I, all I'm really focusing on right there is keep your head, stay focused. You got the kids watching you, you know, just hold it. Everything that you teach, you got to show, stay mm-hmm. positive, stay focused. And, and after going down a, a second break and, and second set, 
I really just started fighting a little bit and, and I, I got a break point and I stepped in and hit a, hit a good return on a, on a break point and, uh, and I broke him and oh, you know, nice. I'll never yeah. forget. We, we were, we're getting ready to change sides and he goes and he takes the ball and he launches it over the fence. Oh, <laughs> and I was just like, and, and, and it wasn't even a changeover at that point. Changeover would have been next game. He launches the ball over the fence. I remember uh-huh. I just walked over I sat down on my bench. He just looked at me, and I said to him, I said, you know, I'll continue the match, right, when you, after you get that ball, and we'll continue. Whoa, whoa. Right? Okay, and, okay. And, and I just sat there, and I said, okay, because I don't want my kids like that. And I, right. you know, I said to him, I said, you know what, you're up a set and a break. How about having a little bit of class? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I really understood where he was from because – he just looked over his mom in the stand and said, hey, mom, go get that ball. And she got up and went and got it. Oh, no. Right? So after that, we continued the match. We played after about 10 or 12 really bad line calls, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I was like, you know what? It, it is what it is, and I right. kept playing him. Sure. Uh, he ends up – he wins the match. And I, honestly, even if I play really, really well, he was a good player. And, and I'm not saying I'm going to win that match. But all I remember is after that match, parents coming up to me and the kids coming up to me and saying, hey, good match, coach, great job, way to go. And But but just, you know, the kids being so proud of, of how I acted and being able to – so to me, I was a proud achievement because I was able to kind of keep that one. Believe me, the first thing – what I really wanted to do <laughs> was snap a racket. Oh, know, sure, yeah. All taped <laughs> off and, and all that stuff. Sure, uh, sure. So it's like I just never – I mean, from then on out, I earned more respect from a loss than I ever did from a win. And, and one of that just by kind of how I handled myself and because and, and, it was something that growing up I struggled with. You know, I struggled with, you know, keeping my head, keeping my temper. My coach always had to be on me. So it was something that, you know, you just you just work on. Um, I mean, I think, you know, our proudest, you know, proudest – tennis achievement besides that it's coaching it's just i've had you know multiple city champions and city finalists at at the river club and uh had two um you know division winners this year and just watching them you know take the coaching that we do and work it on court and see it come through in a positive manner and see success that's why we do what we do Mm -hmm. yeah it's to me, that's a, a much prouder. Mo- I'm much more. I'm much more proud of my coaching moments now than I ever was on my playing moments. Oh, I feel the same way. I totally feel <laughs> the same way. Yeah. I think I have, but I have better coaching moments now. I think yeah. I've been coaching. I've been coaching a lot longer than I played you know, competitive. <laughs> At 48 years old, it's a little tougher. <laughs> no, but it's no, all good. no, no, that's that's fantastic. Now, um, are you superstitious? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Uh, I I think I don't know really how I don't know many athletes that aren't. I mean, look uh, at yeah, that. No, it's so true. No, every everybody, you know, so most every most most athletes are. I would say. I mean, I I can't speak oh. for everybody, but I would think so. No, that, that tournament I played, I got to the in the doubles, right? We got to the uh, I think we got to the quarterfinals. Um, and lost to a really good team, but all the way through the tournament, I wore the same outfit every match. 
<laughs> not kidding. Not, I wore not, it. Not, not, not like not like multiple shirts and shorts of the same outfit. No. Like the exact. I same wore outfit. the same shirt, the same shorts, the same pair of socks, the <laughs> same underwear, the same hat. <laughs> I washed it though after every match. <laughs> All right, we get okay. home. My wife was laughing okay. at me. I'm okay. like, I'm like, yep, watching this. And I said, I'm wearing the same outfit until I lose. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 having the same strength. It's it's having the same type of grip. Um, I, when I'm serving, I like to have all three balls. Yep. I okay. Do, I, I have to have all three balls, and and you know, when I serve, I have to have certain. You know, it's, it's two bounces and then serve. It, oh, there's yeah. little things that you do, and I think those 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 rituals or those superstitions that you go through and I, I say rituals almost more mm-hmm. just makes you more comfortable oh absolutely yep. you know if you, if you do something time and time again and you're comfortable with that it makes you more comfortable to compete so, so yes absolutely uh, so, <laughs> so i think <laughs> so i think that that just transitioned perfectly into uh superstitions maybe as a player into rituals mm-hmm. as a coach like you what 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 do you tell your your players now to do as far as rituals, as far as bounces on a serve or toweling off after a point or what, what rituals do you try to instill with your players? Yeah. I, you know, it's a lot individual. Mm-hmm. It sure. depends on who yep. they are because I yep. find I have so many different personalities on, on the court and, and I teach a ton of, of doubles and you know, around in, in Atlanta, there's that league called Alta Atlanta yep. Lawn and Tennis Association. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is all about doubles. Yes. So, what what I like to talk about is it's it's not just rituals individually, it's rituals for teams and, and what they need oh, to do. So yeah. it's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes, please continue. You know, so so for me it's it's just more about okay, when you get into a match, you know, know your game plan. You know, be on the same page when you get in the game plan. And I always tell them, I said, you do what you do best until somebody proves that they can beat you. Um, mm. you know, a guy I worked with in in Rochester's name was Jeff Frank. He's a really good player. I never forget. He said to me one time, he goes, winning is boring. You keep <laughs> doing it until somebody proves they can stop you. Okay. And so I, th- I find a lot of times, and, and, you know, our biggest program is the ladies program here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you coach with me. It was mm-hmm. an awesome experience. I loved That was an loved awesome experience for me. I loved working loved, with you. Thank you. <laughs> ladies still talk about you. I want to fly you in. <laughs> Um, I, I would, I would know, do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, so it's, it, you know, with that situation as they go in, and, and a lot of times these ladies have not played other sports or did not play a lot right. of things growing no, up. They and don't have so that getting in there, learning how to compete, it's about, hey, this is our game plan. This is what we're going to do. All right, we're going to focus on this. All right, and I always tell them, I said, you know, it's easy to high-five when everything's going great. Mm-hmm. But what I encourage is it's more important for you to high-five your partner when they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let them know you're there. I said my, you know, in teaching them responsibilities as a, as a partner, you know, my responsibility if I'm playing with you is I want to make sure that whether we win or lose the match, you feel good about yourself, that you felt like – it's like, I, don't, I didn't think I played great, but Ken, Ken thought I did okay. You know, because I need you at four all in the third set. I need yep. you at four or five break point. You know, I it, it's it's a it's a, a really important thing to do that and, and teach them how to to make each other more comfortable. And for some people, it's it you got this right. Do it. For other people, it's it's just a high five. For other people, it's a hip bump. For some other people, it's 
hey, what's the price of tea in China today? Get your mind off. <laughs> right? I know right, you laugh right. about that. But but no, no, no. I mean, your, your point is actually so, so important. And, and mm -hmm. I, I can speak to this as a, as a player, as a person who's played mm -hmm. ladies adult tennis and, and, yeah. and, you know, as a coach, but I, I think that there is a real um, need out there for coaches to, and it's tricky, you know, you and I mm -hmm. both know it's tricky, but of how to be a good partner. You know, we can talk about, oh, this is where your serve needs to go and you're going to come in or you're going to stay back. And you can talk about, you know, you can talk about technique and you can talk about strategies, but, but the psychology of it would, you know, everything that you were just talking about, you know, because I know mm -hmm. that, that for me, there is, there's a specific match that just popped into my mind where, where yep. I was playing with a lady and a fabulous lady friend of mine. But people kept lobbing her, and I'm, I'm, I keep covering the lob, and mm -hmm. it, I never felt like it was a lob that I could hit an overhead on. And mm -hmm. so my partner looked at me, and again, I'm not going to say her name to protect the innocent, but, 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 uh, <laughs> but she was like, are you ever going to put one of those away? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm halfway to the baseline. What do you mean? I'm covering you. <laughs> but, but then, but then the, nice. the inverse, but yeah, yeah. Classic. But then the inverse of that, there's also this lady who, who, I, you know, had the privilege of playing with, who's also a friend of mine and we played doubles together for, for many seasons, but big serve, great volleys, much better player than I am. And there was one time that she came up and put her hands on her hips and she looked at me and she goes, how good do I have to hit it for you mm -hmm. to take that next volley? And oh. I, it, but it was like, I needed to hear that in, 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 in yeah. a different way to be like, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, I'm missing opportunities here. And so, <laughs> so oh you know, my God. So, so I think there's a whole, you know, sort of maybe uncharted territory of how to be a good partner out there. And I think you do a good job of that. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, I always say, and, I, and we talk about this in our clinic, and we, we, we've had that. And I'm actually putting together something on that the beginning of next season. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a little seminar for our ladies players and it's, it, that's what it's going to be, how to be a better partner. And, I can come um, over from Birmingham if you need me to. There you go. I'd love to have you. <laughs> and, I, and I said to you know, and I always say, I go going in, it's hard because again, if they don't grow up playing sports, they don't understand the, the concept of team. All right. So as much as they love them, they don't understand the body language mm -hmm. and what they say changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell them, I said, the biggest no, though, the one thing I never want to hear on court, I don't ever want to hear you tell your partner, just get it in. Ooh, ooh. Well, Sally, Kid thank you so death. much because you know what? I had it all wrong. I was trying to miss it. I wasn't <laughs> trying to make the shot. Thank you. Now I'm going to try to start making it. What an epiphany. I said, I will start because, you know, it's another thing I coach is, Never go up to the service line without having a plan of where you're trying to hit. Correct. You know, I'm a big proponent of alley, body, and center. So ABC, mm -hmm. alley, body, center. Pick a spot. Go for your shot. If you're not at, at a higher level, split the box in half. Say forehand or backhand half. Mm -hmm. You know, hit your spots. But it's amazing that even at the lower level, you can hit your spot. You can hit near it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be as close to that target. It's going to be a, a much bigger target to hit than the higher levels, but you can have that area to hit to. And, 
you know, but but you also here's the the biggest thing though, you know, going through my years of experience is you got to know your partner. That's yes. the biggest thing. I have been I'm coaching it where I was, and I'm, again, I'm not going to use the name, but uh, <laughs> one of one of the women I really really like. She's awesome, and and um, we were playing and and you know just for fun, and I was filling in, and she was struggling a little bit, and you could see her getting frustrated with herself, and I'm like, you know, practice. So what I like to do a lot of times is take pressure off my partner, um, as I would say, you know, French is you're my partner. Hey, Jenny, why don't we get, go ahead. I know you're struggling getting your serve in a little bit. Mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. Um, I won't say that. I'll say, hey, Jenny, why don't we uh, serve this one down the tee or take this one out wide. Right, you know, right. I'll try to figure out what you're doing and say, hey, go ahead, you know, hit hit this one here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I said it, and she and she just didn't, didn't like it. And I said, oh, go here. She go, And she goes, <laughs> well, no, she said to me, she goes, no, you can't say that to me. I don't like that. She goes, you know, I, I just, that's why I divorced my last husband because oh. he lost me brown. And, he, and, I'm, and I'm going, if any, and, and, and funny thing is I've been there for a few years. So if anyone knows me, that's the last thing I am, right? <laughs> and it's like, and, and the, the other ladies on court were like, oh my gosh, she's about to lose it. She's just going a little crackers here. But, <laughs> but the whole thing is, is knowing the background. Right, and, right. And you know what? And it was, and it was just, it wasn't a good day, and it was right. more about situations. But it's also knowing that, and I say, you know what? I've, I played with her again before. Not gonna do it. I said, whatever you're comfortable with, you just let me know what you want to do. I'm here for you, and that worked for her. Yeah. But but it but other people, you got to get them out of their head and say hey, and give them a direction, and they they excel. So part of being a good partner is understanding your partner, knowing the personalities, know what they like. You know what they do well, right? And, oh, and that's how, that's huge. how you help motivate. Oh, I think yeah. I think this is a really really huge deal, and I, I mean you know I'll just I'll I'll share another kind of funny personal story, but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that there a few years ago I was I was playing in a doubles um, match, and uh, mm-hmm. it was down at the beach. Everybody's there having a good time, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of one of those. It's a girls' trip. It's a fun beach trip, and oh, we're gonna play tennis too because there's a tennis tournament here, and that's why we're all here, right? Yes, and <laughs> but. I'll just go ahead and say I could not hit the broadside of a barn. I could not hit the ball in the court. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't find the court. Couldn't hit it in. And oh my. and my partner, who again I will not you know speak the name to protect the innocent. Or, but but uh, been there. She she this this lady. And again, it's I don't think it's her fault. She but but yeah. she came up to me and she said, "I know you're struggling." And so I'm like already wilting, right? Because I'm a crier. And she then says, uh, and she goes, you know, when you're up at the net, you know, get your continental grip and be ready. Okay. And then, and then I turned into like, you know, feisty, yeah. feisty me. And I, and I turned around and I was like, I have had my continental grip since 1992, you know, <laughs> you know, and then yep. it's like, wait a minute now, now this match. Yeah. And, and the people on the other side of the net have no idea, but it's now like mm. this match has now gone completely off the rails because it's oh, like uh, totally off the rails, you know, because it's like, there's no way that we can be together as a team and beat this other team who, who, oh. no, no way. Cause, cause my feelings are hurt and now I'm being emotional and she's mad at me and thinks I'm being terrible. And now that's in my head cause she thinks I'm terrible and I am terrible. And you know, I mean, so it's like, we have no chance. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, like, no. It's like it's like it had nothing to do with the other side of the net. At this point, we might as well have just you know let's just go shake hands. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I played I played the college match. I played the college match, and and my partner literally. I got to a point where I looked at him at the beginning of the second set and said, "Do not say another word to me. Do not talk to me. I don't want you to. I won't. Do not speak to me." He was just every shot. What's wrong with you? You know, guys, seriously, you can't make that. I mean, come on. How are we supposed to make? And this, and, and the thing of it is, I was a much better doubles player. This guy was a good singles player. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm sitting here going, okay. Well, and then, then again, all of a sudden, as they're on you, your level goes down. Sure. Oh, of course. So my yeah. level started yeah, going no down. And I was like, all I could do, I, I was like, I'm not going to walk off the court because I'm not mm -hmm. going to disrespect our, my opponents. But mm -hmm. I just said to him, I said, listen, I said, I'm not going to get mad. I said, but don't talk to me anymore. I said, all you're doing, all you're doing is, is you're getting on me. You're being negative. I said, just don't, don't talk to me. We're going to get through this match, mm -hmm. and we won't play again. But, right, but don't talk to me now. That and he so just funny. kind of got taken aback. And I'm going, you're not motivating me. You're just being a jerk. You know, he's, he's like, come on now. I, I, that's the last thing I need. Yeah, good. Where'd you learn that forehand? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, funny. but but I mean, I mean, we could sit here and 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 tell yeah, these funny Jesus. stories all afternoon. But I mean, the point the point really is that it's it's important for a coach to mm -hmm. also coach how to be a good partner. I mean, because we can talk about yeah. forehands and backhands and where to hit it and strategy all the, yep. all day long. But you know, the stories you and I were just saying were it's like it didn't matter what the other team was doing. It didn't matter that you know my shot was going. Then it's like as soon as my partner lost faith in me. Yeah, it was it was over. It's like I yep. couldn't hit a return to save my life. You know, she's like, "We should probably change sides because you've missed all your turns." And I'm like, "But I don't return from the other side." You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, so you think it's going to get better? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. probably not. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's like, there's all these little nuances, and I think that that's something that's overlooked. So you bring up a really yeah. good point of like coaching how to be a good partner. I mean, it's 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 yeah. really a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest part. You, you need your partner in doubles. Oh, and you huge. need him playing well on the big on the big points. Oh, so so with with that in mind, is is there something that you do in in every practice? You know what I like to do in every practice. Actually, you know, I, I like to with the doubles teams, and we'll stick with that because it's the biggest part of of, of what I'm working on mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. now is. Is I do a lot of mini tennis where I work on pickup shots. Oh, I nice. work on uh, there's a couple things that I've been doing. So that's one thing as I, I get started. I like to start off where you know I won't feed a hardball, mm -hmm. but it's amazing you get them in mini tennis. You feed a softball near their feet, or you know, and then they're back off balance hitting the shot. I said, well, what do you? I said, here's the thing: you can't back up, but you can move forward. Right. Said, so when I feed this ball, take one step, and then. Then you know whether you take it in the air or let it bounce. Right. And, you know, so when I hit the ball, I said, take one step. And it takes them a bit to get it. But then they start to figure out, okay, okay, move one step, and I got the shot. And, you know, then all of a sudden quality starts getting better. They're hitting low volleys. They're hitting pickups. They're getting softer hands. And when they get in the matches, we I started doing that a lot in the last couple of years at River Club. What I noticed is the, they get much better at the midcourt. And that transition like, area. Yes, yes, that's because huge. Yes, that's they. And I was a big term hover. They like to hover, mm, and and, mm -hmm. and they can't get in. You know, it's hard for them to get in fast and in control. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would rather them come in a little slower, 
be in control and handle each shot than to go in too fast. So we kind of work a little bit on that progression moving in. Um, the other thing I like to do is we, and when we get into point play is I like to play some tiebreakers. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. to, I like to actually, when we compete, not so much do games, but do tiebreakers. And the reason I find is, is when, when a match comes down to that, right. And you're not used to playing a tiebreaker, you get into, okay, where, who's, who's starting? Is it, <laughs> where, where, which end? Right. Especially with the Komen yeah. tiebreak now, with, oh, with UFC it has. Yes, and, yes. And everyone switch gets off after the one, and then one five, after one, that, one five yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after every yeah. four. And yeah. the easy way to look at it is, is it allows you to serve on the same side. Yes. On the same side that you did the same match, which yes. on the outdoors makes total sense, and yes. it, and it actually is fine. Mm -hmm. But why we do these tiebreaks, and during the USTA season we do the common tiebreaks, and then make them switch is because, you know, when you get down to it, I don't want you to be the one. I don't want my team to be the one going, hey, who's, where do we start? I want them to focus right, on on the right. strategy and, and what they're going to be trying to do. Focus on their patterns. Focus on their shot selection. That's what I want to focus on. So those are a couple of things that I like to do an awful lot with. Um, always working on the volleys. Always working on the transition. Well, I think I think that that that, that – really plays into sort of where confidence comes from mm -hmm. because we yeah. know that that when it gets to competition you know when it's 30 40 mm -hmm. you know and you're serving are you going to try that yeah. new serve you've been working on or are you going to are you, you going to do what's comfortable to to get the ball in are you going to do what's confident what you're confident that you can do yeah and so i think that that as as coaches you know i mean we have to play into that preparedness like, that you're talking about and like you're saying playing mm -hmm. playing the tiebreakers in the exact format that you're going to have to play them because you're going to have to serve and then you're going to have to walk to the other side you're going to have to do this and this and then you're going to walk to the yeah. other side you know, and so it's like if you're if you're prepared for that, yep. then you can be more confident doing it, because exactly. uh, you know I can only speak for myself, but if if I'm unprepared, that's when I panic. If I don't know what to do in a situation, that's when I panic. But if you've prepared for it and you've practiced it, mm -hmm. then you have the confidence to execute what you need to do. Now it may or may or may or may not work, <laughs> but it, <laughs> but, it, but well, like you said, if, if you have, have a <laughs> If you have a funky forehand and you're you don't you're not technically sound. If your footwork's not ten, uh, technically sound, and and the way I coach, if I'm going to develop a player, I always start with the feet up. Mm -hmm. I, I want I want to make sure you have the you have good balance. Because if you don't have good balance, then it doesn't matter how good your stroke is, you're going to fall down when you hit. Correct. Right. Yeah. So you know we 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 talk through a progression of eyes, hands, feet. Right. So you you see the ball, you you start to prepare with your hands, and then your feet get you where you got to go. Mm -hmm. Right. But it, I always say when you hit a shot, will you bounce? No. Okay. But I did this, this, and this. Well, it doesn't really matter what you did on that because if, until you're balanced, the rest of it. And I said, you know, think about it. When you're off balance, what do your hands do? Your hands are trying to stop you from falling. So how can they swing properly when they're stopping you from falling? So let's get right. balanced. So once right. we get balanced, then right. we can work on the technique on the stroke. So if you're technically sound, you tend to break down less under stressful situations. You know, so you know, one thing is, and I saw a question that you you put in here: How's my coaching style style evolved? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has definitely changed over the last couple of years, and I think any good coach really sees things and learns them. And sure. I, you know, coming in here in January. 
you know, and, and going to the players and said, this is what we're going to do. My, my coaching philosophy right now, my coaching style, I'm going to get you to see the court the way I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you to see the opportunities that I see. That's what I'm going to coach you. I'm going to, I'm going to coach you on when to poach. I'm going to coach you on when to move in and take a ball of the year. I'm going to show you when those opportunities arise, right? Like if, if you're getting the ball on the two side and I hit it in, and, and you hit a serve or you hit a good forehand, which forces that person on the do side to move to their left to hit a forehand, I'm going to move mm-hmm. before they even hit it. I'm going to move because if they're pulling to the, to the middle of the court to hit a forehand, they're not going to go the opposite direction and go down the line. Right, they're going to pull right, the ball across court. Right. So as I move, you get to move, and we take away a lot of the court. You know, If a ball goes wide on the do side, it's a good chance a righty is going to be able to put a ball down the line. Mm-hmm. Right, so the net person has to read that. The difference is if when you get a ball on the backhand side and it's not super wide but kind of wide, it's harder for most players, recreation, mid-level players, to take that backhand change direction of it. Yep. yep. It's usually a good ball. It's usually a good ball to move on. So the do side and the add side are so totally different. Totally yeah, I teach different. the positioning yep. of where you play. I mean, if you're if you like your forehand at all. You're going to be starting out towards the alley whenever you're in a rally position. Not necessarily in a return <laughs> serve, but mm-hmm. on a rally. So if you and I are rallying on the outside, you're going to have a hard time finding my back. And if you do, I'm going to be comfortable moving to it. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, little things like that. Other things of, you know, I, and I did a presentation on this, you know, helping your players face their fears. And one of the fears, they hate it when things slow down. Uh, and I, I think it's so much easier for people to slow you down than it is for you to speed them up. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that. So here's an opportunity to speed it up. So you and I are hitting a ball, right? I hit. I have to hit a lob to you. You back up. And you're like, thank you. I'm going to lob this back. And now I'm backing up, and we're out driving me nuts. I'm about to hang myself from, from a tall tree and with a short <laughs> rope because I'm like, oh, this is so slow. This isn't tennis. Right. But yet you're beating me. It's not tennis. Well, we yeah. miss out on opportunity. <laughs> Right. So, you know, teaching them you hit a, you hit a high ball, not for the purpose of to get into a lob fest. You hit a high ball to them for the purpose of taking the next one out of the air. So right, as you hit that ball right. and, and I'm reading you, if you back up, I'm taking a step in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So if you back up and go to lob and I take a step or two steps in, that's it. And you lob the ball. Now I can jog in and take a ball out of the air. I can jog and I don't want to run in because if you hit down the line, I can't cover that. If you hit down the line, now I'm only two steps in. I can jog over, take the ball out of the air, and at least keep it neutral, right? Those are opportunities, right? So I coach a lot about, you know, seeing opportunities, seizing the time, seizing those opportunities that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's, it's as a coach, all of us, we have experience, and, and I've seen, you know, people that you're we, – we, we know how to coach. We know how to, to break down a stroke. We know how to, to – uh, diagnose the issue mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. change it. That's what we work very hard at doing. Sure. But it's a lot easier for me to see, to, to get you to see the court the way I see it than it is mm-hmm. for you to be able to hit a forehand the way I hit it. Oh, for sure. You know, one, one of my yeah. favorite examples of that is, and, and, you know, this is sort of me growing up in the, uh, you know, Michael Jordan era of mm-hmm. basketball, but yeah, Welcome. there's a quote, and and I I I don't know the quote, so I'm gonna totally butcher it. But he basically yeah. he would talk about how when he would come down the court, it was like everybody was standing still, and he oh, could yeah. see how he could move through and go to the the basket. Um, 
And and mm. I and I, I that it really struck me when I thought about that in terms of tennis, where it's like, you know, if you could really see the court and you can really see yep. it in terms of if if I go here and you go there and I go here and you go there, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's like wow, you know that that's that's a yep. big deal. So so what you're talking about as far as seeing yep. the court, I think I think oh, that yeah. all of us, you know, we can talk about technique, we can talk about you know. So many different things, but, but really, if we, if we can raise awareness, if we can mm -hmm. raise court awareness, yep. um, then, then we're really doing, doing a good job. You know, I, t I tell people, um, that I work with, you know, often that, um, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, it, good tennis players are good guessers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if you can, if you can discern, if you can say, mm -hmm. I hit this shot. And the probability, <laughs> now I'm not a numbers person, but the probability of if I hit you a cross court forehand that lands, you know, around the tee and mm -hmm. you're off the court, if, if I can make several guesses as to what you're going to hit back, then I can make a decent guess about where I need to position myself if, if I need to be defensive or if I'm on offense and think I have won the point. And so I'm like, yeah. you know, you know, good tennis players are good guessers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but awesome. again, it comes from that discernment, you know. Well, there there is an educated guess. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a guess. Yeah, correct. And, but you know, so it's like I like to say is is every shot I hit is going to dictate a response. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody exactly. has, uh, you know, tennis players are bad poker players. They have a tell. <laughs> They're going to hit. And I say that you know average i mean i've played against some players that are just ridiculous and, and you just have no idea where they're going mm -hmm. and because they set up early they're in a good spot and you think they're going one place and they go another and it's like you know that's just high that's at a high elite level you know we're coaching that mid-level range they they can't really hide it and if they can if they can go down the line well and then their cross court may not be as good. You know, if, if they're hitting, you know, their, their backhand cross court is ridiculously good. Their down the line backhand is probably not going to be quite as strong. And you can read things like that. You know, I think one of the biggest things going back to fears is, is being lobbed. Oh my gosh. In women's tennis, they can't, uh, it, it, it's just, it's like, Oh, I don't come in because she's going to lob. Right. And, and I don't want to coach. I, I will coach how to cover it, but I want to coach first how to stop it. I want right. to coach first how to right. make it difficult ball for you to lob and and you know and i would say the simplest double strategy is deep to deep short to short mm -hmm. right so when i hit an approach shot to you and your partner right i hit an approach shot to you and you're back at the baseline then now i'm in so now my my job my partner's job is to isolate your partner mm -hmm. because how many times do you see it i had a good approach you hit a weak shot my partner i hit a high ball and it goes right back to you and you just pop a lob right over our head for a winner yeah <laughs> Right. Uh -huh. So it's knowing where the ball has to go. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you call it, seeing the court, understanding it and understanding yeah. patterns. So, you know, I get a high ball. It's going here. I get a low ball. It's going here. Yep. I get a medium ball. It's going here. Yep. And that way you just do it enough that when you get into a match, it just goes. You and know, it, and it's, makes, make, it, it gets you to see it a lot quicker once you get the patterns. You know, I, th that's such a good point. And I, I'm going to give a shout out uh, real quick to Scott Mitchell, who used to be in the southern section and is now up north. But yeah. um, Scott came down and did a workshop um, in Birmingham. I don't even remember what year it was. Um, mm. But I played in and, 
And and so this is one of those funny, you know, aha or or you know, <laughs> light bulb moments that you have. So I'm playing in and he's, you know, telling us what to do, you know, pick pick your, you know, pick your T, the three T's on the court, the middle T, the side T, you know, the yeah. other side T, you know, pick your cool. target. Blah, blah. You know, and, and and I literally I had never heard that. And so I'm I'm like, this is blowing my mind, you know, and I'm uh-huh. like, and I, you know, and I'm a coach at the thing and I'm and I'm hitting in and I'm like thinking uh-huh. I'm cool. And then I'm like, wait, I need to go write that down. You know? uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me, Scott. Hold Do you have on. a pen? Hold on, wait Do you have a, a pen? I need to write this okay. down. Hey, I'm gonna write this turn around, but I'm gonna put my paper on your back um, and I'm gonna write this. That Keep was talking. supposed to go that was supposed to go to the sideline tea. You know, you know, you know, but it was it was a great presentation. That's but, awesome. but you know, oh, he's but it, good. He's very good. He is very good. But but it's 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 it goes back to what you're talking to with having a plan, having mm-hmm. a purpose, having a target. You know, knowing what you're supposed to do. This is what you practice. This is what's going to happen yeah. in a match. Then you can do it calmly instead of freaking out. And then oh my god, I don't know what to do. These people did this, and ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, you're no, absolutely right. Right, that's how you stay calm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's preparation. It's preparation. Yep. So, so you know, um, so speak. Speaking of that, you know, that speaks to my continuing education, which I need to be educated mm-hmm. continually. Um, uh, what, uh, now you uh, are on the USPTA Southern Board, yeah. um, and you were the USPTA President of Georgia. Um, so what, tell, tell us a little bit about what, um, the USPTA and what, um, just continuing education means to you. Oh yeah. I think in any field, anyone who has a certification, a license or anything like that, you know, in order to get better to, you know, to be at the top of your field or be better for your membership, be better for your students, be better for your, uh, for your clients. You got you got to continue to educate yourself, and and I always felt this way that you know the only person I don't want to learn from is f- someone who thinks they have nothing left to learn. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So, and once that's the point, I think it's time to go. Any anybody and everybody, all my you know biggest mentors and and friends and and people I looked up look up to in this business, they're never stopping. You know, one of my biggest mentors is is David Vorak, who is over at Dumbledore Country Club, mm-hmm. and just phenomenal human being. Um, not only probably one of the best directors I've ever seen, but I mean, one thing here, he pushed me. He's like, you know, he's pushing me to go for my master professional status, and oh, nice. and yeah. and it's like, and he's pushing for it now, and he doesn't need it. He's got a phenomenal job. He's got a, a, the membership that absolutely adores him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but yet he's every day trying to be better. I, w- one year when I worked with, over there, I was fortunate enough to work at Dunwoody, and we won uh, for program of the year, a very proud moment for our staff. And um, we got in the next day, and Dave bought us all lunch and, and said, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Awesome. Okay. Now, what are we going to do next year to top this? Wow. Wow. And it wasn't in a, it wasn't in a, oh my gosh, you don't deserve this. It's like, Great job. We have we got great momentum to build on. What are we gonna do next? It was a moment that made me understand if I stop, if I stop learning, if I stop growing, I'm gonna be passed. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's one thing, you know, as I, I in my search for a head pro right now, 
mm-hmm. coming in. I said that's one of the things that's important for me. I mean, we're I have uh, you know three to four contract pros to help me out, but I need someone who's going to be a full time person with me. And and one of the things I said, and I've been fortunate enough in my career to have some phenomenal mentors and. And I said, so what I want to do is I think I want to give back. So when someone comes to me, the last thing I want to do is keep them here and, and, and stifle them. I want to make sure we blossom together. And, and so my thing is, is, is I want you to know, you're going to know Clay Court Mandage. You're going to know what the budget is. You're going to know the committee meetings. You're going to know um, how, to, how to create an event at a tennis program, uh, at, a, at a tennis club where who do we start with? How do we figure out pricing? Mm-hmm. What do we want to get? Who do we contact about food? How does that process go? When do we start marketing it? You know, what is our process there? And and you know, because in order to run something successful, you got to know that that you know the procedures. And um, you know, so I think it's something that you know I've been fortunate enough to to be mentored by enough people to show me these things. And, and you know, my feeling is, hey, with USPTA and furthering your education, I want you to be as great as you can be at this position until you can't grow anymore. And then I'm going to be the first person that leads your parade to get you to a better position wow. that you're ready for. Yep. So I think wow. we we owe that to our profession. We owe that to USPTA, and that that's what what I think some of the some of the people, and I think everybody involved in USPTA, anyone on the boards, anyone there, that's why we're here. Yeah. We're not we're not there to say you know I know it all. We're there to share. You know my my best friends, some of my best friends, you included. I met through USBTA. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, do we? Because we're all we all are have the same goals. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, right. and we have an absolute blast being together. Yeah, that's right. That's but not right. that we ever laugh together, but you know, <laughs> right. it's one of those things. You're yeah. in this gracious. Get, keep getting me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it, no, but what you're saying is so important because you know, I mean, yeah, I, I spoke uh, with another mutual friend of ours, um, Jeff Chanley, who's also going to be a presenter at the USPTA um, Southern Convention this week, and obviously hosting at his club as well. And um, but you know, he spoke he spoke to the same thing. He spoke about you know how. His changing and evolving role mm-hmm. was mentoring and preparing others, and how he yeah. he didn't want the same person to be his club for for forever. He wanted to prepare them to be going on to bigger and better things. Yeah. And so I think that you know to have to have somebody like Jeff Chanley say that, to have somebody like you, Ken Andriano, say mm-hmm. that 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 mm-hmm. you know again, it goes so far beyond. Um, just talking about forehands and backhands. And I think that, you know, with the industry today and, and, and I know that I can, you know, myself as a, I mean, when I first started and had no idea what all the industry entailed, you know, people don't realize how big and full and all all that it, all that it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, you got to talk to the food people and, oh, we got to, you got to know clay court maintenance. And oh, mm-hmm. well, what ha- what does happen when it rains? And oh, mm-hmm. well, how do you order pro shop inventory? And how mm-hmm. do you how do you manage sales of that? And yep. what about stringing? And you know, I mean, all these other facets of the business that people just maybe don't think about, or maybe I, maybe it was just yep. me. But but you know, it's like wow, it's it's a, it's a big world out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
then so there's great people Amen. like you that are managers that 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 you know great pros great managers great directors that that we need to learn from and go wow okay you know what 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 do we do now what do we what do we do the windscreen fell down and there's supposed to be a ladies <laughs> match and um the cooler is busted and mm -hmm. there are leaves on the back of court eight and you know <laughs> it's like there there are so many other things than saying well let's talk about your unit turn on your forehand yeah <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> that's why i laugh you know so when i when i applied you know when i went through my first interview for for the position here and i went in and and the committee were great and they're like okay well we did a poll and talked to everyone about what's their what do they want the most and prioritized what they wanted and their number one was teaching ability mm -hmm. and this is a teaching director position so i mm -hmm. you know i will be doing teaching sure. uh, but i'm also overseeing the fitness and the pool wow so you know i i have to do that and, and you know that's why getting the right head pro in is a big deal because there's nowhere to hide it's yeah. nowhere to hide you got to be um you, you really got to be there so um you know when i looked at it in my own teaching ability well you know at, at my age and, and the years of, of experience of teaching yeah, I've been fortunate enough to learn and, and be good. But again, you know as well as I do, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's one of my so, favorite quotes, yep. So, yeah, I love that quote. And and you really, what you want to do is you have that expertise, you know, but it's taken a long time. And that's why we talk about continuing education. I learn from everybody that I work with, right? Everyone I work with, whether they're my boss, whether they're my equal, or they're someone who works with me, which I mm -hmm. still consider my equal. I, I never say you know, my head pro is not working for me, my head pro is working with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because you have to feel that ownership of it and understand the roles, but, you know, but feel that. And, and I, you know, I said, I go, you know, really teaching a part of the job, even though I'm going to be on court a decent amount, it's still, so if I'm teaching 25 hours and I'm here 65, so what are the other, what are, what are the rest of the time I'm doing? So, you know, but if I do my job right, the harder part of my job, most of what they see is on court. They don't recognize the rest of it. Right. And that's the thing that you got to realize if everything else runs smooth and you're working it and doing it well. Like my committee chair said at the, at the meeting last week, he could, he just stopped. He goes, so what you know, he goes, for, he let, started off the meeting, he goes, five and a half months, not one nasty email. Put his hands up, said, wow. great job, Ken. I, you know, I told him, I said, if I'm doing my job right, then they won't go around me to get to him. If I'm right. doing my job right, they'll come to me. And That's... no one's ever going to – there's no way to make everybody happy. But you know what? As long as, as it's a situation where they feel comfortable coming to you and they know that you'll listen. And, and I think I said this um, – Emma, when Emma was in town, Emma Doyle, oh, yeah. when we yeah, were yeah. all there, yeah, yeah, of course. and she said, what are, what are, you know, what's the key to, to being a good pro, a good coach, a good director? Uh, and I said, you know, very simple. This is, this is what I live by. Um, listen, validate, focus forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing because when someone comes in and has a concern or they're upset or they're irrational, there's a reason something some they're upset we have to listen to what they're saying not interrupt we have to validate it and say i understand you have a concern and then we got to focus on the solution 
and not stay focused on what the problem is. And if we can do that, you know, no one really wants to, to, to hear excuses. No, of course not. Yeah. You know, we, we want to hear, and I think it's the same thing as a coach, you know, if your players are stressed about something and you're going, oh, I just really can't, I just not, I can't make that back end down the line. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. You do it all the time. Well, that's not going to help. <laughs> right. If I say, you know what, you know what, Jenny, I, I see it. And I know you got it. And here's some of the things <laughs> that can help you get to that. Right. But mm -hmm. I, I understand how you feel because you're struggling. You're getting a little bit too close to that ball and you're pulling it rather than getting the spacing to go down the line. Mm -hmm. Right. So I see how that how, how you're feeling that. So let's let's see what we can do to kind of work on that. And now. So I listened to what you said. I didn't call you a moron. So you don't feel bad about yourself. <laughs> right. You know, right. Good. right. And then and we say, OK, so we validate it. You feel like, OK, he, he listened. All right. Now. All right. What are we now? What are we doing? We're focusing on getting this to this result. So, um, you know, that to me is a, is one of the biggest things to to running and, and being successful. Well, I think I think you bring up. So, I mean, there's so many so many valuable points in there, and mm -hmm. um, you you and I both uh, enjoy the restaurant business as well <laughs> from mm -hmm. the from from this side. But um, you know, I see it from the other side a little bit as well, and. So, you know, t to me, when I see that, oh, you know, I tell people, oh, it sounds very glamorous. My husband is a chef. Oh, it's very glamorous. <laughs> you know, but then there's things like we watch the weather because if it's supposed to snow and we live in Birmingham and we're not equipped to really handle an inch of snow. And, <laughs> you know, we have all of our employees mm -hmm. to think about and are we going to open? Are we going to do these things? And what are we going to do? And you know, food, yeah. you know, you know, that, that's gonna, you know, everything has its date that needs to be, you know, the sell by or whatever. That's not the right mm -hmm. term, but no, I know, you know but, but it's like in, in his world, yes, my husband can cook just about anything and it's delicious. Yeah. But in, in, in the real world of running restaurants, he's mm. really, really good at managing these people and you know there's been times that he'll wake up and watch the weather at four o'clock in the morning because he's like i've got to make a call because i don't want these people to come in if if it's if, yeah. you know if it's dangerous or whatever you know and and or we, we you know the delivery truck can't get here and we can't have this food and we aren't going to be able to sell this on the menu i mean so it's like you know the way that it translates sorry the analogy i'm yeah. i know i'm going sort of all around the world here but but, you know, it's, it's, but it's like, you know, we can all teach how to hit a forehand probably yeah. in some way, but it's like, yeah, can would you, hope. yeah, I would hope, you know, but then it's like, but can you manage the people? Can you yeah. like, you know, what, what you're talking about, you know, managing a staff, doing court maintenance, you know, the, the, it's just a much bigger world than what a lot of people realize. And, oh and yeah. you know, I mean, so it's like, again, somebody could say, oh, I, you know, I, I am a great chef. Well, it's like, well, do you know how to do you know how to do a, a kitchen inventory? Do you know how to, you know, manage a staff? Do you know how to, you know, do this and that? And, you know, so, yeah. so th there's so much more to the business than mm -hmm. than just, you know, forehands and backhands. And so I think. I think that this would be an interesting thing, and it goes back to what you were saying about, about uh, you know, and I'm getting off on a tangent here, but, you know, workshops. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody wants drills. 
drills, 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 yep. drills, drills. Well, but it's more exciting. Know, but well, sure, it's more fun. It's more exciting. But what about mm -hmm. managing people? What about managing a business? What about looking at the numbers? What about creating a budget? What about you know cork maintenance? What oh about all, all these things that are not sexy, but yeah. that you gotta you gotta know how to do? You know, I mean, well, if somebody yeah, exactly. came to me and said, you know, my courts are dry. You know, what do I need to put down as far mm -hmm. as you know? Um, I don't even know the, 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 you know, my calcium to my, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to help you with your backhands? I can help you with your serve. Yeah. yeah well, but you want to talk to me no, about calcium with your cords? I don't know. That's why I said, you know, we're tennis professionals. So there's a big right. difference, you know, cause it's that word professional after it, Right. you know, there's a certain standard that you have to keep. And I think that's something being part of the USPTA helps. And, and, you know, I mean, a lot of what I do, I mean, I have pro shop manager that I have to work with and, and she's great, but it's like, if she has, if she fails, that's not her failure. It's my failure. I got to make sure she's trained properly, understands the procedure to get it right while I'm still out for seven hours that week, you know, or, or right. that day on the court. And it's like, okay, I don't get a chance to see, but that means I got to come in early and I got to prepare and I got to make sure she's ready. Right you know, to, to get what we got to get done. So she doesn't feel like when someone asks her a question, she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's a horrible feeling. Sure. You know, so, of course. so it's a, it's all good. It's all good. But hey, listen, I hate to do this. No, I know I you talk have to, to go. You all day long. <laughs> I know we could talk tennis forever. No, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I know you have to go. I've kept you too long, but um, <laughs> Ken, thank you so much. And, and, and I pleasure. would love to have you on the podcast again. And we, there's so much Absolutely. more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we go on for hours. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll see, I'll see you soon. I'll see you in Atlanta. I'll, I'll see you in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Take care. Be good. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.